welcome back to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. In today's episode we are going to discuss about the evolutions of the games and how I believe Unity could have killed the series but instead it's helped it grow. In the episode I will be focusing purely on story, gameplay and world and I will not be looking at the bugs that riddle the game. The reason I won't be looking at the bugs is because Unity was a rushed game. After the success of Rogue, they needed something phenomenal to deliver onto next gen. But if we look past the bugs, and after the 6 gig patch they released, Unity today is an outstanding game, and something that I class as a soft reboot for the series. At the end of this podcast, I will be answering two questions from a viewer called T.O. Swift. He is a great friend of mine from the GamerHive community. So, first thing to look at is, by the time we got to Unity, Assassin's Creed was sort of stuck in what I would like to call a limbo. Even though there had been seven games prior, and each game added a new aspect, from Black Flag's naval to Assassin's Creed 3's tree climbing, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but in the setting of Assassin's Creed 3, it was a phenomenal idea. But even though these games had small evolutions, there was a fundamental part that was just stale. Now, I would like to point out I do love the originals, and I would any day of the week go back, and this isn't me knocking them or pulling them down, because I would advise anyone who's only played Origins or Odyssey to take the time and go back to the originals. And um, the reason why I say stale is... The first two, Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed 2, were amazing. I love them both, and they fitted. But by the time we got to Brotherhood, Revelations, Black Flag, and Rogue, it kind of felt... We've already been here. And the aspects I'm talking about is stealth. Stealth has always been a big part of Assassin's Creed. But in 1 to Rogue, it wasn't quite refined, you know, you could hide in bushes, you could hide in the crowd, but there wasn't that extra sense of need to hide. Black Flag did have one too many eavesdrop quests, which required you to do a load of stealth, but in the setting it wasn't... I don't know how to put my words, but it just didn't feel right. The other issues with the game would be combat, and now the combat itself, it was kind of stale. You could mash an attack button over and over and eventually you defeat the enemy. Or you could stand still, practically, in a crowd of up to 10 people. And if you time the counter button precisely, you could probably kill 10 people by just mashing counter as it classes as an insta-kill. And now this made combat less fun like i do enjoy it sometimes but i didn't like the fact if if i'm ganged up by 10 people i could just stand still and all i need to do is press counter 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 oh double counter counter it's just kind of felt i want to get into the action i want to dodge i want to parry stab dodge parry stab dodge something that other rpg games deliver phenomenally and it works so well and another aspect 
of Assassin's Creed that I might upset some fans, and I don't mean to, is the Hidden Blade. The Hidden Blade is a tool of assassination, and the fact of Assassin's Creed 2 onwards, and I believe 1, but my memory is rusty, you could essentially use the Hidden Blades as a combat tool. You could equip them, and then you could block any swords with them, an axe, then stab. And to me this was like, well, would an assassin really stand there with two Hidden Blades and just counter stab counter stab it kind of felt repetitive and a bit weird but the games did enough outside of the core elements to evolve Assassin's Creed 1 was a bit basic and a bit bland on the color palette 2 was a bit more vibrant you could swim which was a kind of a weird one that you couldn't do in number one and the world felt a bit more vibrant and the voice acting was stunning and the modern day, I'd say is one of the best, continue onwards. Brotherhood had the recruiting mechanics, which I would love to see come back. Oh, brain went blank then. Revelations had the hook blade for ziplining, which had a little traversal error to the game, which was quite fun. Free had a beautiful world, which wasn't quite captured at the time, but the remaster which I'll advise check out is makes it more stunning. You realise the vision Ubisoft had for free in the remaster is what they should have had in 2012. It's amazing. The world was huge. The free running was a bit better. You could actually run through windows, climb trees. It's kind of really cool. And you could also use trees to advantage, especially with rope darts. Four give us the biggest world to date at that point and give us naval combat, which at first was a bit odd, you know, a pirate assassin, doesn't make sense, but the more you got into it, it was phenomenal, sailing around, knocking a few ships down, and then getting aboard and stabbing them, that was a lot of fun, I missed that, Rogue was pretty similar to Black Flag, but the storyline was a good little twist, you know, instead of an assassin, you're now a Templar. And that is something I love to see return. Now, let's look at Unity and what Unity has done that I would say is a soft reboot. So, first of all, we're going to look at the world. And as we know, in Assassin's Creed, the world is locked. You have to synchronise with the Animus to unlock the world better. And to me, this has always been a bit odd. You're using a supercomputer to simulate a world based on ancestral memories and DNA. I've always thought, surely couldn't Anonymous render a world based off the memories and make it 100% explorable, but lock events behind doors, for example, so all you have to do is interact with something in the world, and then you replay a true memory, which... I'll go into more detail next week, but could add a bit more depth to a game. And well, Unity did that. Unity said, hang on a minute, let's give the player all of Paris. And by all of Paris, I mean all of Paris, including Versailles. And it is quite off-putting at first, you know, jumping from Black Flag, where things were restricted to memories, to suddenly, crap, I can go anywhere. And... That was brilliant. 
to play as an assassin going anywhere in the world, doing what you want before you do the missions, it was kind of fun. The other thing that made Unity better was the RPG mechanic. Instead of starting with assassin that had all the best gear, you know, get out there, you're the best, you had to pick your gear, you had to experiment. You could make a build that was based on stealth or a build that was best on combat and that added depth made your assassin more you in a sense if you wanted to be super stealthy you could do that and with the new skill upgrades in there you could refine it even more and i want to stealth stealth in assassin creed has always been fun you know sneak up one hit guard brilliant do that any day of the week but unity expanded it whenever you hid in a bush now you had an area of vision that guard could spot you and if they spotted you you could run but your last known position would have a ghost meaning you now had to care more about where you were going and how you were stealthing because when you were caught combat well was a bit more trickier and the combat system is what i wished number two had onwards and that was no longer did they have this counter, they had parry. Which means you parry someone's sword or someone's axe, but it didn't reward an insta-kill. Instead, all it rewarded was a bit of an extra time to press the attack button and get in there with a quick flurry of slashes. This meant you had to pick how you played the game properly. And this is something that has evolved onwards. Origins has expanded this, Odyssey has expanded a bit further, but a bit more mythological, which is a bit of a hit and miss, and I will explain more into details. But because of Unity expanding the world, giving us more stealth, and giving us a better RPG mechanics, I believe this is what has saved Assassin's Creed from going stale. No longer is it a locked world that is semi-linear, is now a completely open world RPG game. Origins continued with Phase 2 of this evolution by giving us something far greater, truly bigger world, deeper RPG mechanics, and deeper combat that was better. You could parry with a shield, you could counter heavy and light attacks, something that feels at home in Assassin's Creed. Odyssey did expand this as well, but I think Odyssey did lose its step with its mythology side by relying heavily on an Isu artifact, even though it does feel like an Assassin's Creed game through the Isu lore, it lost that origin's edge that made the RPG home for Assassin's Creed solid. And I'm hoping in the future the developers take what Unity created and what Origins created and give us something far greater maybe less emphasis on magic with the isu i don't mind gods coming back because that is epic but maybe give us something that origins had again something where the world was truly lived in and the mythology was kept at a bay a little bit you know bit of isu touches here and there not full in your face he have a staff and blew people up and I really truly believe that if it wasn't for Unity creating the first steps 
into RPG, the Assassin's Creed Universe games would have died. It's similar to Far Cry. If Far Cry 5 didn't change things up, Far Cry would have been dead in the water by 4. And I think we've got to be thankful that for Unity sticking out, for Ubisoft sticking out and fixing Unity's bugs, has created a new system of RPG games for Assassin's Creed for future com that I believe is going to get more fans new, old, invested. Now, onto the questions that I was given by Swift. The first question he asked me was, after the third game, where did Ezio go? Well, after the third game, which would have been Revelations, Ezio retired back to Tuscany with his wife, Sophia, and his two children. While living in Tuscany, he met a Chinese assassin called Xiao Jun, uh, sorry for my pronunciation if I got it wrong, from Assassin's Creed Chronicles, and he helped teach her the ways of the Assassin's Order. But sometime after her visit, on the way to a, Tusc- a Florence market, suddenly Ezio had a heart attack and died at the age of 65. His other question is, is there any connection between games with Ezio? Is there any connection between games of Etsy? Well, yes, there is. And the connection is just through Desmond. After the ending of Revelations, there's no more links of Etsy except his name in memory and the impact he had on the Italian Brotherhood. But he played a huge part of Desmond's life and a huge part of finding the Apple of Eden and stopping the Great Cataclysm Part 2. Now, if anyone else has any more questions, please feel free to email them or send them to my Facebook or Twitter. And I hope you enjoy my podcast episode this week. And next week, I'll be looking more into the game universe and hopefully a bit more knowledge on the pieces of Eden. Thank you all for tuning in. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. If you did, remember you can check my Twitter out at Let's Creed. And my Facebook, Let's Talk Assassin's Creed. And I will see you all next week with a new episode.